Um, when he asked Bale and I to come out here to assist him uh, with the church, amen, and um, my, I told Bale about her first response to her was, M.L.A. City in your raggedy Jeep? <laughs> and so, and I did, I had a raggedy Jeep, I said, this must be God, but uh, we're going to go forward and see what he does, amen. And because of our obedience, amen, he blessed us with new vehicles where we can have peace of mind coming out here, amen. Keenan know my Jeep was raggedy. Uh, Kimberly used to laugh at us. One of my, my driver's side door, I had, I had to climb over the seat to get in because I couldn't open the driver's side door. But, hey, it was all in the name of the Lord, amen, amen. Today I will spend a few minutes. First of all, I want to give honor to God who's the head of my life and head of the church. Um, also give honor to Pastor Keenan, amen, who, who I, I thank him for his yes to the Lord, amen. I thank him for when God called him, he surrendered to him, and now here we are, amen, fast forward, and here we are as a church, amen. He could have took the liberty of saying, no, Lord, I don't want to follow you. I'll stay out here in the world, but he said yes to the Lord. Amen. And with that being said, I thank God for each and every one of you who said yes to the Lord. Amen. And I'm sure you can identify with and witness that God has improved your life since you've been here. Amen. Amen. I just want to spend a few minutes with you today on the subject of integrity. Integrity. And integrity is the quality of being honest and having a strong moral principle. Ryan, could I get a little bit of the monitor there so I won't have to holler? Amen. It's the uh, quality of being honest and having strong moral principles. In other words, doing the right thing even when nobody else is looking. Amen. Well, you know how the kids do when... Um, they get ready to do some kids when they're getting ready to do something that they not supposed to do. They look over their shoulder to make sure nobody's looking. And then they take that extra cookie they weren't supposed to get. Amen. <laughs> but we as adults sometimes do things that we have to look over our shoulders and it shouldn't be that way. Uh, let me take you to a scripture, Ephesians, the fifth chapter. Ephesians, the fifth chapter. And we're going to read um, verse 5. No, I'm sorry. Verse 1 through 10. Amen. Let me get my Ephesians here. There we go. All right. And in this chapter, in this book of Ephesians, actually, Paul spent the entire book convincing the Gentiles that now that you have come into the body of Christ and to the knowledge of God, you have the same grace that the Jews have they it wasn't that way at first but he convinced them now that was his ministry to convince them that they had the same amount of grace because they were now labeled as children of God amen and I'm gonna begin reading at the first verse it says be ye therefore followers of God as dear children and walk in the love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling savor. 
But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be once named amongst you as becoming saints. Neither filthiness nor foolish talk nor jesting which are not convenient, but rather give thanks. For this we know that whoremongers and nor unclean person nor covetous man who is idolaters have any inheritance in the kingdom of God. Six says, let no man deceive you with vain words of because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. But not ye therefore partakers of them, be ye not therefore partakers of them, for ye were sometimes darkness, this is the key verse, for ye were sometimes darkness, in other words, you were in darkness, but now you are in the light and in the Lord, and we must walk as children of the light. Amen. The subject today is integrity. And I'd like to give you a couple of examples of uh, good integrity and bad integrity in the natural sense right now. There was this master carpenter who worked for this building company. They built houses and he had incredible credibility. I mean, he just his work was precise. His work was dependable. He whenever he was chosen to do a job, you can count on the fact that it was by the book. Amen. And so this individual, he decided he wanted to retire and spend the rest of his life with his family and his, his wife and his extended family. So when he went to the builder and let him know that I want to retire, the builder said, well, we're going to miss you. Um, but I need you to do one more favor for me before you go. So he asked the carpenter, would you build just one more house for me? Just one more. So the carpenter agreed. He started building the house, and it wasn't before long you saw that his work was starting to fall off. The accuracy of his work, uh, he had started buying cheaper materials. He started cutting corners. Things that he was doing wasn't by the book. It wasn't by code. He just said, man, you know, this is my last job. I'm just going to do it and be done with it. So when he got finished building the house, the builder came to him and he handed him a set of keys. And he said, uh, what are these? He said, these are the keys to your house. This is your house. This is our gift to you for retiring. Now, his integrity fell off. He was doing good up before that. All these years, he had quality work, but just that one time he decided to lack in his integrity, it cost him. So now he's going to have to spend most of his time uh, um, correcting the things that he have stepped on and fixing the things that he went short on. Amen. So that's an example of integrity, keeping your integrity consistent. Uh, another story, there's a gentleman that I work with. Um, he's actually been there a long time. He's, um, his seniority, he's like second to the supervisor out there on my job. 
And so, but this guy, and you probably can identify with this, he's been there the longest, but he's the biggest slacker on the whole shift. Amen. He slacks off all the time. You call him on the radio, he never answers on time. We're not supposed to use the phone. He drive by on the phone. You see him on the phone with earplugs. He thinks he's crazy. And he never answers on time. But um, his integrity was always in question. So one day the supervisor called off one day. And uh, the whole shift was in his hands. So he was the leader of everything. He had to call all the shots. He had to do this. He had to correct this. And guess what? Nobody... Nobody paid him any attention. He didn't get no cooperation. Because why? Because his integrity, when he does have to serve, his integrity was bad. And so now and then, nobody wanted to pay attention to him. And nobody gave him any respect. Respect is something that is earned. It's not given, but it is earned. Amen? Amen. So... The supervisor came back. We worked a couple of weeks. And uh, he, again, he had to call off. So I said, hey, Tracy, ball's in your court, man. He said, no, 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 you do it. You, you, you call it. You, you, you be the group leader because uh, they ain't listening to me. And I'm like, yeah, because they see you doing wrong all the time. And they know that somebody who's responsible would be a good leader. Amen. So he said, you, you be it. Now, on my job, I'm a pretty much by the book kind of guy. You can depend on me doing what it's called to do. And it's no glory to me, but glory to God. And, and in this sense, because early on in church, I was taught whatever you do, whatever you do, do it as unto the Lord. Amen. Do it as unto the Lord. I mean, on your job, that means if you're working in your yard, if you're doing whatever you're doing, wherever you go and wherever you be, do it as unto the Lord. And that's always stuck with me. So that's what I did. And that's what I do now. I'm always trying to do what I do as unto the Lord. And why? Because people know that I'm a Christian. People know that I'm a child of God. And I don't represent me. I represent him. And I'm going to point you to a scripture that lets you know, as a child of God, your importance. Amen. Let's look at uh, 1 Peter 2 and 9. 1 Peter 2 and 9 says, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood. A holy nation, a people of his own possession, that means you belong to God, that you may proclaim the excellence of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. We sometimes just don't understand who we are and how many people are watching us and how many people we are in front of each day and they never say anything to you about God, but they know you are a church goer. They know you're a person of God. They know you are uh, wear the badge of a Christian, though, even though you don't wear one. To them, you're wearing a badge of honor. When you came up out of this water, you came up with a badge 
of honor that represents Christ. So you now then have to conduct yourself, as the scripture says here, as a child of God. Let us say amen. As a child of God. People are sitting on the edge of their seat to judge people who are Christians. And the 20th century church, amen, has just fallen off. The 20th century church these days, they just, okay, we're Christian and that's it. I can live like everybody else. I'm going to do whatever. But Paul was telling them, he quickly noted that now that you're a child of God, uh, God, you must live as a child of God. There's a certain protocol that goes along with you being a child of God. It's not the same thing that you've been doing, but it's, it's something different now. He was trying to uh, make a point to them. And that's us in the church today. Have we forgotten, church, where we came from? Have we forgotten who we should be? Have we forgotten how to conduct ourselves as Christ did on this earth? Now, I know many use the, the cop out now that, oh, we'll never be as holy as God, uh, uh, Jesus. We'll never be that holy. No, you won't until you meet him face to face and then you will be like him. But I tell you what, when he returns for you, you better be at work or trying to reach that. Amen. You better be working on being the best you can be. In a 20th century church here today, people are scared of the word holy. There, you mentioned holy. Oh, man, they had people go in a nutshell. There's, they don't think that God wants us still to be holy. He just thinks God's wants you to be forgiven it's not all that amen there's more to it than that we're all forgiven amen but we all should be striving to be holy amen let me take you to another scripture second corinthians 5 and 20 says we therefore are christ ambassadors as though god were making his appeal through us we implore you that Christ behave on Christ's behalf. We recommend we reconcile you to God. How can we reconcile somebody to God, and we're not being that model Christian ourselves? Amen. And that's the reason why a lot of churches don't grow these days because people aren't witnessing because they are afraid that they're going to get judged. They're afraid that somebody's going to say, well, you don't do that. Well, you ain't that. How can you tell me I need to be that? You understand what I'm saying? There's integrity that's involved there, and Christ wants us to have integrity. If we say that we're Christians, then we're supposed to be, have a quality of our honesty. Amen. How many of us are honestly Christians? I'm not going to ask anybody to raise their hand, but if you are honestly a Christian, then you're trying to live as a Christian. Amen. Amen. Some of us are struggling with our integrity, but I want to show you a couple of scriptures that can help us out. Amen. We all need help in it. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Nobody here is perfect. We're all striving together to please who? To please God. We're in this not to please Pastor Keenan. 
we're in this not to please Sam. We're in this to please God. Amen. Proverbs 22 and 1 says this. A good name is rather to be chosen than great riches and loving favor rather than silver and gold. A good name. How many of us as parents, we strive to have a good name because why? We know we represent our children. We represent our spouse. And most importantly, we represent God. So why wouldn't we strive for a good name? And I tell you, a good name will take you a long place in this world. Just in a natural, uh, for a natural sake and with God, your credibility. Amen. To have a good name to be chosen. Uh, my father had a good name. He had... He strived for years, and he's a true rag to riches story, but I'm not going to tell you the whole story now. But he had a good name amongst his friends, amongst his peers. Amen. He had friends where uh, he was an entrepreneur, and times his checks from the different accounts would come in at different times. And so sometimes they would come in off rhythm, and he had to borrow money to make payroll. And he had friends he can go to and write a post-dated check for three weeks. Say, here, cash this check for me, but don't bank it until this particular date. And I mean, he can borrow thousands of dollars. He had this one Italian friend who had a clothing store, and he would send me down there. He said, go down there and, and cash this check to Jerry's. It was Jerry's Style Shop, Italian guy, downtown Detroit. <laughs> i take the check down there, and I would uh, cash this check. And I'm coming out of the, this place with an envelope full of money. And I'm in downtown Detroit. And I'm looking like <laughs> I got too much money on me, you know. But I'm just saying he had that kind of credibility because of his name. Because of his name. And I got three older brothers who decided they wanted to live their own life like the prodigal sons do. Um, they we wanted to live life their way so my dad had a meeting he called all the brothers together including myself and he said let me tell you guys something he said I know you grown now and I can't tell you what to do with your life but I will tell you this he said I worked all my life to better my name and he said I don't want you guys going out there and soiling our name you better come up with a uh, a nickname, you better come up with an alias name or something, but keep our name clean. Because he knew the value of having a good name. Amen? How many know the value of having a good name? How many times have you went somewhere, amen, and somebody said, oh, you're Johnson. Okay, come on in. Or, oh, you're Smith. Oh, okay, come on in. Because you got a good name and your family has a good name. Amen? First Corinthians says this, 5, 15 and 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Bad company corrupts good character. Amen. I, you can say what you want to say about how good you are of a person you are. But if you hang out with bad people, it's going to somehow affect you. Amen. It's going to somehow rub off on you or you're going to get accused. Amen. Um, 
if you in a gang, a street gang per se, and even though you just joined the game and you're not doing all the things these other guys are doing, you guys get caught by the police, brother Kyle, you was no, they get caught by the police. Oh, you run with them, you're doing the same thing as them, even if you say you're not. Birds of the feather flock together, amen? Ain't that the system of the world? That's what people think, amen? Bad company corrupts good character, amen? James 1 and 22 says, Be ye doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. If we just walk in the word, if we just walk in the word, oh man, everything else is covered. Everything else is covered. If you walk in the word, you're a person of integrity. People like people of integrity. People trust people of integrity. Amen. It opens doors for you. It makes life easy for you. And now, most importantly, God honors a child of God who has integrity. Amen. One more. It says uh, Psalms 84 and 11. The Lord bestows favor and honor. And no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. If you're walking uprightly with integrity, God will withhold no good thing from you. That's his promise. And when God promises something, you can bank on it. When God promises something, you can bank on it. So just remember, integrity is more important than popularity. Amen. The world today, they choose popularity over integrity. They will beg, borrow, and steal to get what they want. But where is their integrity? It's of none. So we want to be like the child of God who's obedient to God and not worry about anything. Because God said he would bless us. Amen. And not only that, he would bless our children because of our obedience. Who in their right mind wouldn't want their child blessed? Amen. Who in their right mind wouldn't want their child blessed? And just keep in mind that every friend you you come in contact with or every person you consider your friend is not meant to be a lifetime friend <clears throat> excuse me i've had friends amen in the past who when i became a church member i had to let them go i had to kind of ease out of our friendship they no longer were my friends they became associates amen and I had a sister, my sister Lonnie used to always call me, hey, man, they having a party down to this bar. You can't go. I said, it's not that I can't go. I don't want to go because you go to church. You can't go to the birthday party. She used to tell me, you know, I said, it's not that it's, it's, it's not the fact that I can't go. It's just I don't want to be in that environment again. I've been there. I've done that. I bought the T-shirt. Hey, man, it's just not a good thing for me. You know, and God wants you to be honest with yourself. If you got friends that you know are poison to you, get rid of them. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus name, dear God, we thank you and praise you, Lord. I thank you for your word, Father, and I hope and pray that it blesses someone. I thank you, dear God, that it points out to us, dear God, that we need to always be mindful of the fact that we're your children 
And we thank you for your mercy and grace that you give us as your children, Father. And we ask that you continue to bless us, Father, as we walk in your word. Continue to let your word be a lamp unto our feet. Dear God, we ask that you continue to give us a hunger and thirst after righteousness and a hunger for your word. In Jesus' precious name, amen.